Hey, before we get started, I just wanted to remind everyone to, if you haven't already, fill out the end-of-season survey, which you can find in the description for this episode. Now, on to the episode. Hello and welcome to the Alternate History class. My name's Andrew and here we explore alternate history through the lens of a history class from another timeline. Last week, we looked at how Napoleon won Waterloo and how that had ripple effects for the next several years. This week, we will look at the reign of Napoleon II. Today we will cover the short reign of Napoleon II. Uh, now the young man would take the throne upon his father's death, as we mentioned last week. He was only 12 at the time, so his mother would serve as his regent for the first six years of his reign, uh, before she would officially step down as regent. During the this time, uh, the Empire of France would have strong ties with Austria due to the mother being the daughter of the Emperor of Austria. Now, even after she stepped down, uh, she would still have a strong influence over her her son, as mothers often do. This would uh, be seen uh, on a policy standpoint, perhaps most stunningly in the uh, independence of Belgium. Uh, Belgium was granted full uh, autonomy and independence on November 22nd of 1828 when the French and British came to a deal to both back the same candidate for the throne, uh, a, a young man named Leopold, known in Belgium as Leopold I, would take the throne, uh, and the British uh, would back him due to him having no ties uh, to France, despite his uh, father serving as a noble uh, before uh, the revolution in France. And uh, it would be uh, Empress Mother Marie Louise's influence uh, that would have the young Napoleon. Uh, 
also except Leopold. Uh, many speculate that if it hadn't been Leopold, perhaps another member of the House of Bonaparte would have been selected to rule over Belgium, really striking it as not truly independent. But that likely would not have flown with the British. Now, uh, the Empress Mother would still have uh, influence uh, until 1829. Uh, but one of the last things that would be a mark that she would have would be the arrangement of her son's marriage. Now, this marriage uh, would be to a woman of great French nobility, uh, as there were concerns in France about the young emperor and the influence that his mother had over him, uh, and try to try and quell these concerns. Uh, the marriage uh, in 1828 would be arranged between uh, Napoleon II and Louise of Orléans, of the Bourbon Orleans House. Now, this came as uh, quite the shock to many in the Bourbon House. Uh, I should say Bourbon Dynasty, as uh, it was viewed as the Bourbons were the arch rivals of the Bonapartes. They had not have friendly relations, especially since Napoleon had come back and ended that brief uh, restoration of the Bourbon monarchy. This would lead to the isolation of the House of Bourbon-Orléans uh, from the rest of the dynasty, uh, and it would pacify conservatives. Uh, the marriage would... Uh, go through officially in 1830. However, at that time, the Empress Mother uh, would no longer have uh, influence over her son as he uh, learned uh, upon the death of his stepfather, uh, Adam Albert von Neitberg, that during uh, Napoleon the first exile and uh, return. His mother had been having an affair uh, with his stepfather before uh, the death of his father, obviously, and their marriage. Uh, that affair had resulted uh, in the birth of two children. Uh, this struck uh, the young Napoleon as a great betrayal uh, and he often would mourn that uh, his mother uh, had committed the ultimate treachery upon his father and wished that, uh, who many view and still view today as the likely true love of Napoleon, that if Josephine had been his mother, things may have turned out differently uh, for the emperor. Uh, we will obviously never know 
how that would play out. But the marriage did go through uh, in 1830. Uh, But shortly thereafter, the young Napoleon uh, would lead his first army uh, and what would sadly for him be his last uh, in the first Italian war. Uh, the French would be backing uh, Piedmont, uh, which were now known as Sardinia Piedmont, to take the territories of Modena and De Lucia. Now, uh, the brief breakup of the Kingdom of Sardinia and uh, the Duchy of Piedmont or the Duchy of Savoy uh, was ended uh, when the King of Sardinia, King Charles Felix, uh, would die without an heir. And the kingdom uh, would unite under Duke Charles Albert of Piedmont or Savoy. Uh, And during this war, uh, the young Napoleon II would start to show a talent, uh, much like that of his father, uh, for his military skill. And this would help lead to a, a a bonding, a friendship to form between the two rulers as, uh, as King Charles Albert would admire the strength and courage of the young emperor. And this close friendship would also uh, be drawn as uh, the young man would see the king of Sardinia as his as a mentor in many ways he would view him in a fatherly way as uh, he had lost his own father at a young age uh, and Charles Albert would Turn that looking at him as, in many ways as a, not just a friend but as a son. Uh, and he would give him the na- nickname the Grand, uh, which is French for the eaglet. Now, this is a reference to the uh, dynasty crest uh, and the imperial crest uh, of France have a a, a eagle on there, and his youth and courage, uh, but particularly his youth, uh, would have him say that, would have the king say that the young emperor was just an eagle at learning to fly in this war, and great things were on the horizon for him. But unfortunately, he would turn out to be wrong as during the end of the campaign in February 
1832, Napoleon II would catch a strong case of pneumonia uh, that would leave him bedridden for several months. Uh, and then this would take a massive toll on the young man's health overall. Uh, and eventually he would develop tuberculosis, of which he would die uh, without an heir on July 22nd of 1832. The House of Bourbon Orleans would then in an effort to try to regain favor with the rest of the dynasty, quickly remarry, would remarry Empress Louise to uh, the king of Belgium, King Leopold. Now, without any children of his own, this is the end of the direct line of Napoleon. Now, Napoleon's younger brother, Joseph, Napoleon II's uncle, would take the throne, styling himself Joseph I, Emperor of the French. And this is where we will pick up next time as we look at his reign and the reign of his successors. Thank you for listening to the Alternate History Class Podcast. If you'd like to give any feedback you have, feel free to reach out via Twitter at AltHisClassPod or email the show at AltHisClass at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe or follow the show on your preferred podcasting platform so you don't miss an episode when it goes live. If you are able want to help the show financially, you can support the show on Patreon. Just search for Alternate History Class or use the link in the description of this episode. If you can't support the show financially, that's fine. Feel free to share the show with someone you think will enjoy it. And finally, thank you for your most important contribution, your time. And I'll see you next time as we journey down the path not taken.